Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Good to have you here today on a very special day. Welcome. It is something that we do each year. It's our annual Kingdom Builders Sunday. Amen. And today is a day that we highlight some of the missions work uh, that we support here at Life Church and give you a glimpse at some of the great work they're doing. Our guest services team is handing around some cards, and we'll refer to those at the end of the service, but you can just take that and hold on to it for now. I want to bring your attention to our theme verse for Kingdom Builders, and it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Amen. Seek the kingdom above all else, above your kingdom, above my kingdom. Everybody say it's his kingdom. It's his kingdom. It's his kingdom. Amen. More than anything else. Matthew 6.33 is, uh, without a doubt, I think one of the great verses in the Bible. It's very concise. It's very powerful. Um, it tells about how to have God's favor and God's blessing on your life, and that's by putting his kingdom first. That's why, you know, we want to make sure that while we're building our kingdoms, because everybody knows we're all building our own kingdoms too, right? I mean, we are. That we don't neglect his kingdom in the process. Amen. It's so important that we recognize, and even in the sense of a local church setting, we got to make sure that we're not just taking care of the needs of this house, but that we're also looking outside of these four walls to the needs of our community, and to the needs of our world. Can you say amen to that? It's so important, because if we will seek first His kingdom, seek first His righteousness, amen, everything else will be added to our lives. And as believers, we got to make sure that God and His kingdom are the object of supreme choice and pursuit in our lives. Now, today's message, it's intended to be a reminder to each of us that life and my pursuits are not only about me, right? Life and my pursuits and your pursuits are not only about you. So let me tell you why we do Kingdom Builders here and why we're giving you an opportunity to partner with us in missions today. It comes from the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 25. Kevin, if you could give me a little bit more monitor, please. Matthew 25 and verse 31. It says, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a sheep or a goat? <laughs> is it meh or bah? I don't know which one it is. Amen. <laughs> which one's it going to be, right? It says the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He's going to place the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, 
Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. Now he tells us how you became a sheep and not a goat. And I love this. He said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. Amen. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or when did we find you thirsty and give you something to drink? Or when were you a stranger and we showed you hospitality? Or when you were naked and we gave you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, notice, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. When you did it for the least of these, Jesus said, when you do all these things, feed the hungry, touch those less fortunate, when you're helping those who need a helping hand, for in his words, he said, you're doing it to the least of these, you did it for me. I want to preach on this subject today, for the least of these, for the least of these. Now, last week, I preached about how we're to look out for our brother, right? And I talked about ways that we can look out for our brothers and sisters right here in the body of Christ. Uh, and by the way, let me welcome everybody who's watching online. If you weren't here, go back and listen to that message. It talks about why it's so important for us to be connected, for us to have community, amen. But today I want to broaden that net, not only for our brothers and sisters that I live with, the people that I interact with at work, the people that I worship with at church, maybe the people that I go to school with, the, my, my, my inner circle, but I want to talk about how do we impact people outside of these walls, amen. I want to tell you that giving to missions is one of the greatest ways that we can look out for others that we don't know and that we will never meet. Amen. It's a way to serve that Jesus described in our text as serving the least of these. Now, saying the least of these, that's maybe not the most politically correct statement in today's vernacular, but it's not a statement of condescension. It's not looking down on another group or other people. It's not saying, you know, I'm better than somebody else, but it's recognizing that in a certain season of life, we've all been in that category. Come on, can some of the real people say amen? Come on, we've all been there, right? Hungry, naked, hurting, broken. Maybe you've been where the addicted are, depressed, sick, lonely. Maybe you were born into poverty or dysfunction. Maybe your life requires caring for someone that needs more than the average amount of care. Maybe you were lost before you heard the gospel, or maybe you're still lost because you've not responded to the gospel. We have all been the least of these. Now, when Jesus made that statement, it was when he was giving a talk on the Mount of Olives, and uh, he was preparing the people right before he was going to face the crucifixion. And he said some really amazing things, and this was part of what's called the Olivet Discourse. But he specifically commended the audience by saying, you know what? I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger. You took me into your home. I was naked. You gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison. You visited me. When, Lord, when did we do any of this? And again, he said, when you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. Don't miss this connection, folks. Hear me. You are never as close to Jesus as you are when you're helping somebody. Jesus literally said, when you're giving somebody a drink of water, it's like you're giving me a drink of water. When you're giving somebody food, it's just like you're giving me food. When you're giving somebody clothes, when you're visiting them in prison, or you're visiting the sick, come on, when you're cutting your sick neighbor's grass, when you're cooking a meal for somebody that's recovering from COVID, come on, when you're ministering to so Jesus said, it's just like you did it for me. You want to be close to Jesus? Find somebody that needs some help. Amen? See, one of the greatest attributes of God is His mercy. And our God is a merciful God. And we are called to show mercy just as He shows mercy. It's noticed by the way that we take care of others, not just our brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, because it's easy for me to love Kevin and Mika Coley. I've known them for 20-some years. It's easy for me to know Rodney and, and Davina. You know, Rodney and I got baptized together 41 years ago. Yeah, y'all, I mean, we were only one year old when we got baptized. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's a joke. Amen. We were three years old. Amen. But see, it's easy to love people that you know and love. But what about people that can't do nothing for you in return? What about doing something for somebody that's not going to make it to social media? What about doing something for somebody that, you know, you're not going to get an award for? Amen? And it goes back. It wasn't just a New Testament thing. It goes all the way back to the Old Testament. God told the uh, Israelites back in Leviticus. Look at Leviticus 19 and 9. Here's his plan for in the Old Testament. He said, when you harvest the crops of your land, don't harvest the grain along the edge of the fields. He said, don't pick up what the harvesters drop. Somebody dropped an ear of corn, guess what? Leave it on the ground. Somebody dropped a handful of grapes, leave it on the ground. Verse 10, it's the same with your grape crop. Don't strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Why? Here it is. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. He said, watch out for the poor, watch out for the foreigners or the immigrants. Amen? And when the Israelites harvested their crops, God commanded them to leave the edges of the field and leave the crops that they dropped so that they could minister to those who were in need for the least of these. Amen? In other words, hear me, not everything that comes into our hands is intended for our use. Come on, I want to help somebody here today, amen? You've heard me say this many times, but the hand that is open to receive must also be open to give, amen? And can I just tell you, this is a hard concept to embrace if you came up struggling. Or if you're struggling right now, amen? To some of you right now, you just need to say, hey, the struggle is real, right? Because what we tend to do is we tend to cling to everything we've got. We get a poverty mindset. We get, we get a, a, a feeling. And, you know, I, I grew up, uh, when I grew up, I didn't know 
how much we were struggling until later on. I just thought the struggle was part of everybody's life, amen. I mean, I really did. My father worked very hard, and I don't say this with any disrespect, but I may remember many, many times our, our electricity being turned out. It wasn't because of, of a storm. It was because the light bill wasn't paid. I remember many times watching my parents not eat dinner, and I was a kid, me and my brother, my two brothers and my sister, man, we were getting our grub on, amen? Why aren't you eating anything, Dad? I'm not hungry. Well, he just worked 10 hours working construction. You tell me the man wasn't hungry? Amen. He was a Thompson. I know how hungry he was. Amen. <laughs> See, there were sacrifices made. And you know what? I and My wife will say amen to this. When I got married, I, I, had to, I had to battle that mindset. And I can right now, I can make Abraham Lincoln scream <laughs> when I pinch a penny. Amen. And I have to be careful not to just want to hoard. Because I know what it's like, amen? I know what it's like. And so we have to understand, though, God's plan for us is to never keep everything for ourselves, but to help those that are in need. Now, you hear us say this all the time about giving your time and your talent and your treasure by seeking first the kingdom, amen? See, it's incredible. Have you ever thought about how incredible it is that God's plan is to use us? His church, to see his kingdom come to the earth. He has commissioned us to spread the gospel. He's chosen us to tell the good news of restored relationships with our creator. He has chosen us to be his hands and his feet. Amen? Look what James 1.27 says. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means what? Caring for orphans and widows in their distress. And two, he said, refusing to let the world corrupt you. Two things, and you can't neglect one for the other. He said, you got to take care of those that need to be taken care of. He said, and you got to make sure you don't allow yourself to get corrupted by the world. Here it is. Love people and love Jesus. <laughs> love people enough to care and love Jesus enough to not become like the corrupt world that we are living in. Amen. Basically, that's what he's saying. So I've got to ask us, Life Church, do we really want pure and undefiled religion? Then I think... We have to constantly strive to do more for the least of these. That is the heartbeat of God. And if we touch his heart, we will see the demonstration of his power and his blessing like we've never seen before. Amen. Touch his heart and you will see and feel his hand. Amen. In this world around us, you know, we see a lot of suffering, don't we? We see a lot of injustices. We see a lot of evil. We see a lot of heartache. And it's not always easy to witness. It's certainly not easy to understand. And sometimes you might even get frustrated with God and say, God, why don't you do something about this? But guess what? God has done something about it. He created us. He created us. We are the answer. He created us to be his hands and feet. We are the body of Christ. We are the loving, living, breathing gospel of Jesus to this generation. What did Jesus do when he was in the presence of need? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Peter said, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Luke 14, 13, Luke tells us Jesus taught his followers, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Totally, totally countercultural to the way we think, right? Jesus taught it. He lived it. He modeled it. He conducted his ministry in this way. 
because that is how he wants us to live our lives, conduct ourselves. What should be our mindset toward the poor and to the needy and to those who maybe just need a helping hand? Amen. Proverbs 19, 17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Proverbs 22 and verse 9, the generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Psalm 40, uh, 41 and verse 1 through 3, all oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. Look what happens when you're kind to the poor. Read this. The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land. He rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick, and he restores them to health. Six blessings in two verses by obedient, obeying one command in one verse. By being kind to the poor. Being kind to the poor and the downtrodden, it was central to what Jesus did. Proverbs 21 and verse 13 says, those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor. Here's the opposite of the blessing verse. You ready? Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their time of need. See, although, and I'm thankful for all Life Church has done over the years, we have just scratched the surface. But I am so thankful that Life Church has not been a church that's just sitting around on our hands. Amen? We've had some shining moments in the past and in the present. We've given away hundreds, maybe thousands of backpacks full of school supplies for needy children here and around the world. Christmas gifts for missionary families. Thanksgiving and Christmas meals to those in need. All kinds of social projects from our church and our youth ministry and our life groups. We have operated a food pantry of our own and now we support a local food pantry and relief organization. We've done community canned food drives and clothing drives. We've had homeless outreaches. We paid for tuition for summer camps for needy children. We have paid for people's rent and electric and water bills and medical bills. We've bought groceries. We've bought medicine. We've bought gas for people in need. Come on, somebody. Decades of support from missionaries in the United States and around the world. I could go on and on. I think you ought to give yourself a hand because this has happened because of your giving to missions. Amen. But I believe that our dream and our vision and our calling, I believe that our potential as a church goes much further than what we have done into what God wants us yet to do in the future. Now, I want to shift gears just for a moment for the rest of my message. And I'm so glad you came to church today. Because now I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the missions partners that we have here at Life Church. Some of them we've been supporting for a long time. Some of them are brand new last year, and one is brand new this year. And another one is we're going to we're greatly increase what we're doing this year. We may add others uh, as the Lord adds them to us this year, and I'm sure we will because it happened last year. But let me first begin with our world missions partners. And there's two missions partners in particular that we began supporting last year that I want to tell you about. And the first time, uh, it was an orphanage in the Philippines and a school in Ethiopia. Now, Robin and I have been blessed that we've been invited to visit both of these places this year to see exactly what it is that the Lord is doing. And then also to receive, I believe, the challenge of what the Lord, I'm fully expecting God to tell me what he wants us to do when we get there. 
And I am hopeful that the Lord will, that we're going to be able to start taking teams from our church there in the future. Amen? Here's the first one I want to tell you about. It's called Ima's Home. And it's a home for abandoned children in the Philippines. Now, you may not be aware of this, but there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of children living in the streets of many of the large cities around our world, Manila being one of them. I kid you not, because I've been to Manila. I went to Manila in 1998 and 1999. You can drive down the streets, and you can see abandoned children in the alleys. You can see them trying to hustle to get food. You can see them being taken advantage of by, by adults. It's tragic. Many of these children have been sold into, sex, into the sex industry, into slavery. Some of them have no parents or families, and they are literally living on the streets. You, might, you know how hard it is for adults. Imagine being a child living on the streets. And this home takes those children off the streets and ministers to them. I've got a video clip from their founder and pastor, Jim Kilgore, of Life Church in Houston, Texas. By the way, our churches have the same name, but we're not affiliated. But I've known this church and their pastor for many, many years. And here is a message from Pastor Jim. I want you to see it on the screen. Hello, my name is Jim Kilgore. I am the founder and president of Imus Home for Children, and I really appreciate all of the support that Life Church Richmond, Virginia gives for these amazing children. Pastor Thompson, I love you and your wife so much. Looking forward to you guys going with me to the Philippines in the month of April, and I know that God's got something great for your church and for Imus Home. I'm his home for children. This is a home in the Philippines that rescues abandoned, orphaned, and abused children. We give them a place to live. We educate them. We take care of them. We make sure they're healthy. And we're coming up on our 10th year anniversary. We've had almost 200 children go through our doors, but we now have 119 children that we're taking care of. And it's just amazing to me to see how God takes these children that are so broken and starts putting them back together and giving them the hope and the dreams of a future when at one time they were just throwaways living on the street with no hope and no future but just trying to survive. Uh, Ten years ago we started by building our first campus. That campus is now at capacity, 119 children. And at the beginning of 2022, we started building our new campus. Our new campus will help us expand to 300 children. We have completed our first building, which will be our infirmary, our computer lab for the kids, our office spaces. And then on the second floor, we'll have our first dormitory or first rooms for our older females or our older young ladies. About 35 of them will be moving into that building in just a few months. And uh, really thankful for that. We've started construction on our second building in the new property. That will be our community center. That'll be the place where we'll have church. We'll have all of our social events there, uh, special meals there. It's also a great place. We have a fantastic kitchen there. That's a great place for us to reach out into the community and help other children that are hungry, impoverished, that are in that area. And there are many of them. And uh, I'm really thankful for that. After this building is completed, we'll build one more building, which will be our dormitory for our younger girls. 
and uh, will give us the opportunity to move all of the girls to one campus, the boys at the other campus, and that way we can also double our capacity. I want to say one more time, thank you so much for all you do for Amos Home. I believe the best is yet to come. I just want to pack up and go to the Philippines right now. Amen. Amen. I got to be careful saying this because I'll get choked up, but I've got a five-year-old grandson. And when I see those children and realize and imagine them being on the streets and being abused and not having food, people say, well, pastor, there's millions of kids like that around the world. We can't help them all. No, we can't help them all, but we can help them. We can help them. Amen. We can help them. I want to tell you about another one of our brand new missions partners. It's called On the Move Academy, and it's in Ethiopia. It was founded by Move Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. This is a school in Ethiopia that is now connected to a local church there and a community that has been greatly impacted by the presence of this school for children. I was speaking with one of our members after service, and he's from Ethiopia, and he came up, told me, and he told me, he said, Pastor, my family is connected to some of those groups of churches from that very uh, orphanage that you're talking about and from the crusade side. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. We've actually got a personal connection right here in our church to what's going on there. So I want to tell you and show you a little bit about On The Move Academy right now. Bring your attention back to the screen. The same God that created the universe, the same God that's working at home is... Uh, definitely at work here in the, in the lives of these children and in the lives of uh, this community. Homes are popping up everywhere. People are coming here and there is a church right next to the school. And because people are coming to the school, they're coming to the church. Not only are they getting educated, but the souls are being changed and brought to Jesus because of the school. The finances and the, the money that we put into um, these schools are really making an impact to the, the community. All the school supplies we bring them, this building we provide for them to have their education, and none of it is government funded. It is all from Move Church. Everything we provide from Move Church has created everything here, and it's just so touching. This is being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Like this is doing the work that, that he called us here to do. When you come to the school ready to serve, that's exactly what we do. The smallest things is so joyful for them. My favorite part, oh man, there's been a lot. Coming to the school and seeing the kids like learning and the war conference on Saturday where I got to see people worship just getting to know the people. They have almost nothing, yet they're willing to share everything. They see Christ through us, serving them, loving on them. I cannot get enough of it, as you can tell. Just seeing that impact, they're really going to have a lot of success later in life through the school. Amen, isn't that powerful? Now, that church in Woodbridge has single-handedly, without any other help, they built that school. They built that dormitory. 
They've been covering that. And I feel like the Lord has led us to partner with them to help them do what they're doing. Amen. And now they're getting ready to try to build a second school. So you know what? I'm so thankful that we get to be a part of this and the cutting edge things that God is doing right there in Ethiopia. Let me hasten on. Uh, we also support Indian Pentecostal churches. Our church supports a mission in the northern Indian state of Utah Pradesh under District Minister uh, Pastor Solomon George. We are assisting and supporting 22 local tribal missionaries there, 97 worship locations, and they have just one church building. They, offer, have a, they also have a Bible school where they're training 20 students. Less than one half of 1% of the people there are Christians. I don't know if you realize that or not. Half, less than one half of 1%. The public preaching of the gospel is not allowed in that state. They don't get to do what we're doing right now. They actually have anti-conversion laws in place uh, in many of the areas as the Hindu nationalist BJP has gained, gained power over that area of India. I'm thankful that we get to help them preach and spread the gospel. Amen? We also support in Africa, Wellspring of Life. Pastor Isaac, are you in the building? There he is. Stand up, Pastor Isaac. Stand up. Wave your hands. I want everybody to see you. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Isaac is the bishop over these works. He, we help support five different works in Ghana that are overseen by Pastor Isaac. He preaches every week to them from, uh, from right here in Richmond. He does weekly sermons and prayer meetings online. He tries to go home as often as he can, once a year or, or tw uh, twice, once every two years. Our church has helped them uh, when they had a building that was destroyed in a storm. We have sent them school supplies and backpacks. We also support them monthly financially. And we want to help them build a church building this year in 2023. Amen. Are you ready for that, Pastor? Amen. I know he is. I know he is. We support Reach Out America. Reach Out America is a disaster relief organization that's based in Houston, Texas. It provides disaster relief all over America and around the world when natural disasters hit. But what's unique about Reach Out America is they first target churches and Christian groups and help them provide assistance to those in their community. It's a wonderful way to let the gospel uh, shine and let churches shine in their areas as they distribute the resources into their community. We have had foreign and domestic mission trips. Life Church has been blessed each year to send out a group of members from our church into the uh, world missions. Last year, we sent a team to Peru, uh, and you've already heard uh, about that trip at the end of last year. Our teams have assisted in construction projects for churches. We've provided clean water systems for their wells. We've taught vacation Bible school. We've preached. We've led worship services. We've ministered to the uh, love and support in the local communities. We have sent a medical missions team uh, one year to Appalachia to help in some of the impoverished uh, parts of our own state. Amen. Uh, lives have been changed through these missions trips. Amen. And through your kingdom builders giving. You can support abandoned children, orphans, Christian schools, missionaries, church planners, disaster relief, and spreading the gospel all over this world. But I'm also happy to tell you, we don't just support stuff happening in the world. We're supporting stuff right here 
in Richmond. Let me quickly tell you about a few of our partners. We support the Family Foundation. The Family Foundation is a nonpartisan, faith-based organization. It works in areas of civil government and public policy to advocate for policies that are based on biblical principles that help families at the state and local level. Because let me tell you something, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing happening in our communities, it's because we're the body of Christ. We're not standing up against it. We need to have a voice. Amen? Amen. We need to have a voice in government. We need to have a voice in policies. So it's important that we do that as well. We support MCEF. We are a part, a part of an organization. Uh, it's called Mechanicsville Church's Emergency Function. Uh, they need a new name, amen. <laughs> Amen. But we're a part of 30 different Mechanicsville churches, plus businesses and individuals, and we help families right here in our community. Many of them have been referred by churches or by the Hanover Department of Social Services. These families, many of them are living paycheck to paycheck. They have no savings. And if you go to MCEP, we can provide uh, medical uh, uh, assistance in an emergency. We can help with rent, utility bills, living expenses, groceries, clothing, furniture, medicine. MCEF even gives rides to senior adults through the Hanover Senior Rides Program. Aren't you glad to know that we're involved right here in Hanover County? We support the East End Pregnancy Center in, uh, in uh, Eastern Henrico. They help women with unplanned pregnancies find direction and assistance in their future. They provide free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds, free assessments. And if a woman decides to have her baby, which we hope they do, we are a pro-life uh, group and we believe in supporting pro-life organizations. But the help doesn't stop there, amen? They offer support. Uh, they give them baby formula, diapers, clothing, baby furniture, parenting classes, any support they need to help them stay on their feet. And I am proud to support this pro-life organization. We support the Youth Life Foundation of Richmond. Youth Life uh, of Richmond, it operates learning centers in our cities, after-school programs, by making long-term investments in kids that are from at-risk communities. We support students academically, helping them develop their character all the way from a young age, helping them raise expectations, investing in their lives through uh, mentoring relationships. And the goal is to help these at-risk kids rise above their circumstances and find their God-given potential. Amen? Haley Pavey. Stand up, Haley. Wave your hands. Haley Pavey works there. They need volunteers if you're interested in helping. You don't just have to give your money. You can give your time. Amen? We support the Virginia Home for Boys and Girls located right here in Richmond. They serve youth that are in crisis by providing transitional living services and specialized education, therapeutic resources to youth that have emotional and behavioral health concerns. This is one of the ministries that this year we want to increase our financial support and also our volunteering efforts for some of their events, and you'll hear more about that to come. We support the Ronald McDonald House. The Ronald McDonald House is a cost-free place for families to stay when they have sick or injured children in the hospital. Now, let me share something with you. You might not have known this. I didn't know this until one of our very own, Dana Cobb, who works there, who's involved there. I didn't know this. Who do you think, or who did you think, provides all the resources for the Ronald McDonald House? McDonald's, right? I mean, I just assumed every time, I was doing my part, every time I buy French fries and an Egg McMuffin, amen, I mean, you know, let me help somebody, I'm going to go get another Big Mac, amen. 
I didn't realize it, but less than 10% of their funding comes from Ronald McDonald's. Amen. That's pretty good name recognition for 10, less than 10% funding, right? The rest of it comes from churches and from communities. Families, when a child is sick or in crisis or in the hospital for a long-term uh, care situation, they can get a meal. They can do their laundry. They can stay in one of the guest suites if there's availability. They have a private bathroom They're, while their children are getting life-giving care. Let me just share a little video clip from the Ronald McDonald House for you. When a child is sick, there's one thing they need, a really big cookie. Welcome to RMHC. And parents of sick children have tons of decisions to make, like movie night, game night, or should we finish that book tonight? We don't perform surgeries, just talent shows. We're not big on poking sticks and beeping machines, but we're the best at playing dress up. Well, we have a few beeping machines. We think the Tooth Fairy should travel everywhere. And while hospitals have doctors and nurses, we have mom and dad. We don't provide treatment, but we do provide dogs. And we throw some really good parties. Because at Ronald McDonald House Charities, we, are home. we help families feel at home, even when they can't be. Amen. Beautiful. You owe it to yourself to visit a Ronald McDonald house and just see what they're doing for families in need. I'm almost done. Matter of fact, the praise team and band, come on up and get ready. We support Grace Christian School. Grace is an excellent Christian school right down the street for middle and high school grades. Uh, some of our families in our church have students there. Every student is educated and trained in biblical principles and to, to have a Christian worldview. Since we do not have a Christian school of our own, we wanted to make sure we were supporting a strong Christian school right here in our community. Amen. And I'm thankful that we can do that. We've given support financially that has helped them to expand their facilities. We're going to continue to do so. And I'm even excited that this year, Life Church is going to be hosting their graduation ceremonies this year for Grace Christian School. We support the Fix Ministry. Change the song to Waymaker, please. We support the Fix Ministry. This is a brand new ministry partner for us in 2023. If you don't know what the Fix is, it's a recovery and outreach ministry that's focused on helping people recover from addictions. Thank God they're right here in our area. They have a residential facility for long-term recovery and rehabilitation. They have an outreach ministry that feeds and ministers to the homeless. And if you or your family has not had anybody struggling with addiction, you have no idea the challenges that it brings to a family. It's heartbreaking. It's destructive. I hear people say all the time, well, why don't they just stop? Well, don't you think if it was that easy, they would? It's not that easy. And sometimes they need loving support to help them transition to where they need to be. I'm meeting with their pastor this week to find out how Life Church can partner with them most effectively this coming year. We support the River City Inclusive Gym. This is an amazing ministry. And you learned about this last year. We had their founder, Mike McGrath, who's also a member of this church, tell you a little bit about it. This ministry partner provides a safe and positive environment where children and teens and adults with disabilities can improve their social skills, their motor skills, and build their self-esteem 
through group gymnastics, through fitness training. They expanded their facility this past year. They can now serve 185 people each week. That's the good news. The bad news is I just found out they have a 195-person waiting list. Amen. They have more than double the, uh, the people that want to be a part of this. And if you ever get a chance to visit, you will be amazed and humbled at the beautiful work they are doing. And the last two partners I want to mention is just stuff we do right out of Life Church. It's Reach Richmond, which is our community missions focus. We help many times one-time initiatives right here in the city that comes up. Uh, we've done stuff in the homeless community. We've done community outreaches. And we help local partners that are maybe not a part of our regular missions giving, but it's things that come up throughout the year in our community that we want to help with. And the last thing we do right here in Life Church, we have a Helping Hands Benevolence Ministry. And we try to take care of the many needs that we encounter right here in the body of Christ. We've bought, I can't tell you how many groceries we've bought, how many light bills we've paid, how many rent payments, we, and we're glad we can do it. And guess what? We can't do it without you, so why don't you give yourself a big hand, amen? So, you might say, well, Pastor, I don't know how to help disabled kids. Well, you don't have to, because Mike McGrath at River City Inclusive Gym does. Pastor, I don't know to help how to get kids off the street. Well, Jim Kilgore does with Imus Homes for Children in the Philippines. I don't know how to educate children in poverty. Well, On the Move Academy does from their work in Ethiopia. Amen. I don't know how to spread the gospel in our, I don't know how to help at-risk at children in our own city. Well, the Youth Life Foundation does, and they've been doing it for many years. My point is, what we can't do alone, we can all do together. So our guest services team has handed out some brochures. Now these are for one purpose only. We want to be able to project with some level of assurance how much Kingdom Builders giving we will have this year. Because I'm just going to tell you, whenever I commit to a dollar amount to one of our missions partners, we do it. We do it. We never give them less than what we tell them we're going to give them. Amen. How many of you appreciate that? Amen. We always stick to our word. But I also don't want to overcommit us without us knowing that the resources are going to come in. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I just want you to pray about what you will give to Kingdom Builders in 2023. Your dollars support every ministry that I've just mentioned and that we've shared with you. You can give it as a one-time gift. You can make it a weekly pledge, a monthly pledge, an annual gift, whatever. You don't have to give it today. But if you know what that number is, I'd ask you to write that down on a card. You can bring it up to this altar and place it face down. You can drop it in one of the giving boxes. But if you need to pray about it or have a discussion with your family, you do that. You take that card home and you write down something on it and you bring it back so we can effectively project what we want to do. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now. Today's sermon won't make you run the aisles, but you know what it'll do? It'll get a lot of people to heaven. You know what else it'll do? It'll feed some hungry children. Come on, somebody. It will help a disabled family have an opportunity to take their child somewhere. If it's just for 60 minutes and get a little boost of self-esteem and some care. Do you know how hard it is to get help and support if you have a child with a disability? in this city. Now, we've come a long way in this country, thank God, but we've still got a long way to go. Amen? 
It's our opportunity to give back, to say, Lord, it's not just about me and my kingdom, but it's about you and your kingdom. It's about the least of these. See, most people believe, and I'm done, that as our wealth increases, our generosity will follow suit. Mark Batterson called that kind of thinking. He called it the myth of when then. In other words, when I have a little bit more, then I'll give a little bit more. And how many of you know when you have a little bit more, something always comes along to grab that little bit more, right? Because if you're waiting to have enough to give, guess what? You ain't never going to have enough to give. I don't know if you caught it, but in the Ethiopian video, did you catch it when the lady said, they have nothing, but they share everything? We have everything. And we share, we give, but can we do more? And I believe the answer is yes. I want you to stand with me all over this house. We're going to pray. And as they begin to sing, I just want you to pray and say, God, help me to be a way maker for somebody else. You're the ultimate way maker. But God, we are your hands and we are your feet. Use us, Lord. Also, take time. You might say, well, I don't have very much money to give. But why don't you just commit to say, Lord, I'm going to pray for these missionaries. I'm going to pray for these works. I'm going to pray for the people that volunteer their time and they volunteer their money and their resources. I'm going to pray for them because they're doing the work of Jesus. They are Matthew 25. Amen. Here's what I know. I believe there's a social element to the gospel and there's also a gospel element and the body of Christ should bring these elements together. It doesn't have to be either or. We can give somebody a glass of water in Jesus' name. Come on, we can buy them, uh, help them build a building in Jesus' name. We can build them a school in Jesus' name. We can do it in Jesus' name and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the men and women and families of Life Church. Thank you for the people that are watching online right now. And God, help us to do more. Help us to be more. Help us, Lord, not to take all the crops from our fields. Help us not to pick up every grape that we drop and use it for ourselves. But, Lord, help us to build your kingdom around the world. Lord, I want missions giving to be a part of my regular giving. Above my tithe, God, I want to sacrifice and give for those who can never reciprocate, can never help me in return, but that's not what it's about. I want to be your hands and feet. I pray, Lord, that you would move on our hearts, not only today, but in the weeks to come, and help us, Lord, be willing to do more than we've ever done for the sake of your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.